Well, welcome everyone to Outpost 127 as we broadcast from our outlying post to bring a little encouragement to those of you on the front lines advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Pastor Francis Chan's latest book, Until Unity, he says, the longer I was part of the church, the less focused I was on the mission. I spent more and more time with other Christians, and I had fewer and fewer unbelieving friends. We rarely stirred one another to action as God had commanded. Our version of fellowship became going out for coffee and talking about our families. The more we neglect our mission, the less chance we have of seeing true unity. Our common mission is supposed to lead us toward unity. Luke Pollock and I get together ever so often, and when we do on the phone, we, we, we talk. I mean, we just talk maybe for an hour, sometimes even two, and sometimes our wives wonder what in the heck we're talking about. And it's interesting because uh, conversations just come up about the church, about ministry, about um, some things that we're doing, about some of the failings, about some of the struggles that we're having. But this time, uh, Luke and I sat down and we talked about unity, especially um, what Francis Chan had written in his book, Until Unity. Both of us are reading that book. And so we just decided to sort of turn on the microphone as we had this uh, latest conversation because we really both feel that unity is uh, really the crux of Christianity today in the United States. And, and, and without unity, um, our witness and our mission is just so hard. So it is a little bit longer conversation. You might want to break this up into a, a couple of uh, listenings uh, to this, but uh, just kind of sit back and, and enjoy being a fly on the wall of Luke Pollock and I having a discussion about unity. Hey, what's going on? Happy uh, Sunday evening. I know we're yes. about an we're about an hour apart, so it's about what eight twenty here, about nine twenty your time, right? That's exactly right. I love my Sundays. <laughs> I do. Sundays, yeah. la- lazy Sundays are some of the best, like healing, restoring, yeah, like just reflecting times uh, from from the past week and then what what's coming in the the next week, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, today I did a little bit of shooting around with my oldest son, um, basketball, Uh um, and just sat around a a table at a Mexican restaurant for probably far too long. They probably wanted to kick us out, but, um, (laughs) just hanging out, just, just being lazy. Like Mm. I felt like I was in Paris, you know, we were sitting out on the, on the sidewalk eating Mexican food and watching people go past and drive by and like nothing nothing healing like a just a relaxing i mean it's 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 how god created us right and even he rested on the seventh day and just like that just having that in my life like i think i think post covid like Mm -hmm. that's been the best thing for me is finding just just little snippets of the week of just rest and relaxation yeah and so um so yeah that's the when I get a lazy Sunday, and there's not many of them, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but when I do, oh, I I enjoy every every moment. <laughs> well, well so. good, yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I I 
I, I'm I'm with you. Naps on Sunday always are the uh, best for me. Like I, I can take one on Saturday, but I don't know. There's something about a nap on a Sunday afternoon. I didn't get one today, but uh, that's okay. I'm I'm actually having a cup of coffee this evening too. So, uh, which is nice. Yeah, it is nice. <laughs> I like a an evening cup of coffee. Hey, I just wanted to call you. We, uh, you and I, ever so often we get we get on the phone and and carve out some time, and it's always funny because like when when we talk uh you know not doing a uh an interview or something when we just when we just call and talk we can we can be on a call for hours at a time and uh usually catch up and then just talk about you know stuff and and even uh church stuff and kind of what we think about different things and so i thought you know this would be a little bit different tonight like i'll just give you a call and and we'll uh we have a conversation uh uh tonight and and just kind of record it as we go and then we'll uh put it on the the broadcast on the Outpost 127 and just kind of see, see how it goes. So that was kind of my thought behind it. So, all right. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People get, get a little glimpse of, you know, who we are on a, on a regular, regular way. Yeah. They get a jump, they're a fly on the wall in our conversation. Right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. Cause Lacey, your wife always says, you know, like, what did y'all talk about for that long? I wish I could be there to listen to. So, but anyway, this just gives a. I, I I actually just wanted to um. Let's. I'm going to open in prayer if that's okay, and just pray over oh, tonight absolutely. and kind of our conversation. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for this lazy, restful day that that you have given us today, Father. And thank yes. you that you have thank allowed you. Um, you so Luke just the opportunity to just rest today and enjoy and just sit out and eat food and just just enjoy this this amazing day that that you have given us, Father. We mm. yes. we uh, we don't appreciate the moments of of the days. We're we're so busy trying to look past everything, Father. So uh, this moment, this time that that we're together tonight, Father God, we know that you're. Uh, I know that you're in our presence. I know that you're here. And so, Lord, I just just ask that you look after our conversation this evening and allow Luke and I to just uh, really look to you um, as we are sort of just having this conversation tonight, look to you for answers and direction and clarity. And Father, it's it's you who who um, who, who is the answer, Father. You are the answer. Yes. So yes. let us look to Thank you, you. Uh, for all the truth. Um, Lord, just uh, love you, and I thank you for my brother Luke. I thank you for um, our time together, always our time together. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray tonight. Amen. 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 So, hey, I yeah, I you you preached last weekend. I think it was two weekends ago. I can't remember, but you were you were preaching on, you know, I I, I believe like division and unity and and those kinds of topics. And um, I uh. uh you know, I know you were asking for prayer. You're asking me for prayer because it was going to be a, a hard subject to sort of address and, and really to talk to the church about. And I thought, I thought God just did an amazing job through you. I, I was able to listen to it on Facebook and I uh, just thought you, you did a great job of, of being truthful, uh, addressing a really difficult, tough subject in today's day and age. But it got me thinking a little bit about, like, I just wanted to maybe just take some time and talk to you a little bit more um, about that. But I wanted to kind of talk to you about division and, and reconciliation, those kinds of things, in the context of of church and church unity. And I know, I know you're uh, reading right now Francis Chan's new book, Until Unity, and so am I. Yeah. And so I thought so maybe we could just pull some stuff out of that too. Like I've got some paragraphs uh, highlighted and stuff, and I thought we could just maybe talk about it. But I, one of the things um, 
that I, that I want to bring up and I want to kind of frame, I guess our, just us talking tonight is, um, is that, you know, years ago I had somebody in my life that said to me, um, that the reason I was leading uh, a home church, an organic church was, uh, because I was angry, uh, with the church. I was angry with the, you know, the more established church. And so I, I was, I was wanting to lead uh, a home church because I was against something. I wasn't necessarily for something. Mm. And I, and I remember at the time I thought to myself, you know what, that's just absolutely untrue. And I was really uh, offended by it because of somebody pretty close to me, I was offended by it and, uh, and, and really carried that around with me for, for a long time. And, um, and so I, I just thought, you know, as we started talking tonight, um, what would be important is for those people who, are doing or are, are misfits, right? You're doing misfit ministry. Um, the importance that we are doing misfit ministry in the, co- not in the context of division, right? That we need to yeah. not be proud of being a misfit because we're against something. We need to be proud of being a misfit because we're for something else. Amen. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, if I could just say, I agree with yeah, that no, because, please, yeah. um, just like there's there's the different kind of church on every street corner, it mm-hmm. seems like, especially in like the Bible belts of of the United States, um, but even even up here uh, in the Midwest, I guess we're considered Midwest. Um, you know, there's in my town a lot. Like when I, when when you guys uh, commissioned me, and I don't, uh-huh. I don't know if you remember this, but you guys uh-huh. commissioned the con- commissioned the Pollock family uh, to come to Circleville, Ohio, uh, to plant a church. Mm-hmm. And we've, we, you know, we've had those conversations of, um, of just like, that's, that's what we were called to, That's what we felt we were called to do here is to, mm-hmm. to, to plant another church up here. But as, as we got up here and we got acclimated to the community, um, and I was driving past, uh, to go to my, to my place of employment, I was driving past, you know, 20, 30 different churches, it seemed like. And I was like, oh my gosh, this town, you know, I should have done my research maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but this, this town, this town doesn't need another church. Like that's, mm-hmm. that was, that was my, that was my, my feeling. And mm-hmm. I, we have had those conversations. It was like, I don't, I don't think God's calling me now to, to actually plant a, a, a new church. It's, it's me coming alongside a church and, and doing ministry, partnering with them. Um, and, uh, and so, so when you're saying unity, uh, that's immediately where my mind goes to is mm-hmm. like joining yeah. together. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we, you know, I, it's not, it's not because I, you know, it, and this church was not doing it the right way or that church is, you know, I'm mad that uh, I can't do what I want to do at this, this particular church. They won't let me do it. Um, and so I go and start my own thing. It's um, no, it's not. Be- I, I love how you put it. It's not because it's not against something, but it's, it's, it's because you're for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a misfit is, I don't, well, you know, the scriptures talk about, you know, the, the, um, the sin of pride. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, right. that just, yeah. that just, that just echoes so much pride. If you're, if you're only being, being a misfit minister, because, because you're against, or, or, or they're not, you're not allowed to do this or, or you want to be the boss or, or something mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? That, that just has a lot of pride. It's not, it sounds prideful. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you're for something and, and you know that God has wired you differently, mm-hmm. 
like the conversation we had with Ron uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago or whatever. Like he he's wired way different than I am, way different than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not an artist, uh, but I I can see uh, through him why and and God being a create a creating God, uh, the art that came from our heavenly Father is is wired. Some people are just wired that way, mm-hmm. um, and I. I, I am for that. That's why there. I started. That's what. That's why there's so many churches on different corners of the street, because there's it's a different piece of the kingdom. Right. You that's know. Good. That's good. And yeah. they're 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 operating a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? Am, do I always agree with certain things? I'm never. I mean, why? I'm not going to agree with how uh, different churches do certain things mm-hmm. all the time. Nobody will. Right. But it's an, an it's another expression of God's love and grace and mercy, and it's it's kingdom it's it's the kingdom of God. It's all of us. Yeah, that's so good to look at it that way. Because, yeah, I mean, I think it is easy. I think it is easy to sort of say, well, you know, I'm I'm wired a certain way. I'm wired as a misfit. Nobody understands me. Um, I know, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talk about that all the time. It's, it, it can be lonely. And so people don't understand me and so I'm by myself and I'm going to do it on my own. Right. Yeah. And, you know, down with everybody else who's doing it this way. I'm going to do it the right way. And then we, yeah. we get, we get mad or maybe we've gotten burned in a situation where we've been on a church staff or something. And, you know, then we've got, you know, we've been let go or we've left and we're angry. And so we're going to go start our own thing because of it. So, it, I mean, I think it can be really easy to do. Oh yeah, um, and I agree with you. I, I so agree with you that we have to, we have to really watch that. You know, it's funny, um, Francis Chan. I got I got really excited because in his book, he uh, he actually said in here, um, if if you were Satan, how would you discourage the Christians? And he says, I know what I would do. I would keep them from one thing God said would actually save people: unity. Mm-hmm. And then this is this is the scripture he gave. Um, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of you that you're standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And uh, he, <laughs> so he used Philippians one twenty seven, right? Yeah. Uh, right here in his book to talk about that. That is the, that's the purpose of, of the church. And um, you know, if, if he was Satan, that's how he would discourage Christians was was to get them to to have uh, division. He would get them away from unity. Um, my my twenty one year old son and I recently had a had a conversation and a really good conversation. I mean, he um, you know he's growing up and he's he's going to be getting his own apartment soon and kind of kind of moving out. And you know, as a lot of twenty one year olds, he's trying to kind of find himself, find life, and he yeah. had some really deep. He had some really deep points and some really deep questions during our, it was like an hour and a half conversation. It was really good. But he, one of the things he said that I thought was really, really interesting was, you know, he continued to tell me, you know, dad, I don't, I don't have any issues with Jesus. Like I don't distrust Jesus, but he said that when the church aligned itself with politics during the last presidency and the last election, it made him distrust the church even more. Yeah. Right. And what, what do you think about that? Like when a 21 year old says that, like, what, what is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it, first it, it gets you, it kind of stops you in your tracks. And mm. I think, it, I think it kind of forces an evaluation, a self-examination yeah. at that point. Right. 
because uh-huh. is that the message that we're is that the message we're wanting people to see? Right. Um, I I can't tell you how many churches I've stepped into, Greg. Um, where we're just, you know, maybe not church shopping, but we're just, we're just stepping in because we're maybe on out on vacation or, or doing something. We're in a different place. And so we're trying out a church on a, on a Sunday morning or whatever. And I've walked into, um, what I, what I found to be, you know, you hear the, the churches that are, you know, God and country churches, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and some of the ones I've stepped into were, were so country, not in like Western, yeehaw, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's for that's for the listeners right there. But, <laughs> but you know, like, 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 so in your face on their their political agenda, mm. if I can say that. Which yeah, no, no, please. I think that's, I think this it's conversation true. tonight. Yeah, we need yeah. to be honest with each other. They're they're yeah. pushing they're pushing their their agenda, and so it's 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 more country than God. Mm. And, and when, when I sit through a 35, 40, 40 minute message and I get one portion of scripture and then the rest is an op- opinion of, of the government and, and stuff like that, I'm, I'm like, whoa, yeah you know, yeah. I, I, what happened to being fed by the word of God right. and not by your uh, pushing of propaganda and your own per- personal agenda? Mm-hmm. Now, should we talk some politics and 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 the goings on in our in our culture? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. Uh, there there are things that we have to address and we have to talk about. Well, that was um, your sermon. I mean, that was your sermon, right? I mean, two weeks ago you were discussing some of the things that are happening in society right now. Uh, yeah, you know that are top of top of the list in terms of, and so yeah, you, I mean, you did it, but you addressed yeah. it in a way that wasn't like an agenda driven thing. It was like, we need to talk about these hard issues. Right. Yeah. And, and it was, that was the, and I asked for prayer, Greg, mm-hmm. <laughs> during that time, because, um, I mean, I've been doing this for, for a little bit of time now. Uh, I mean, I've been in ministry, I, I would say over 20 years and that's, mm-hmm. uh, being somebody who's, who just turned 40, uh, you know, that's, that's half my life in, in ministry preaching for probably, uh, on a fairly regular basis for the last 10 at mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was my first time just really uh, stirred by what was going on in our nation yeah. um, and, and the, the cries of justice yeah, that, yeah. that I was just like, they're, they're, they're and I, I might cry, yeah. but there, there's yeah. just these voices that are just have gone unnoticed for so long. Um, and, and you've done to the widow and what you've done mm. to the to the prisoner um mm-hmm. uh, then then you've done those to me jesus is saying and the, he's like when have i taken care of the widows the people are saying when have i taken care of the the prisoner and and when you know and and it's it's if we're not if we're not talking about if we're not willing to talk about the injustice in our culture um then we're, I don't think we're I don't think we're addressing one the elephant in the room and two uh, the needs are I, I think everybody's hearts are crying out for yeah. justice they're just yeah. they're just bringing their own spin on it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah and so um yeah the 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 one quote and I think the sum up kind of what your what your son was was talking about. Mm-hmm. is it happens to be in that same that same book book from francis chan uh, until mm-hmm. unity and if, if our listeners have not read this book yet 
Um, I I told you today I, I I'm still I'm still stuck on the in- introduction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to read it again. I, one, I'm a slow learner, and two, it's because it's so dang nab good that I had. But to I think hear he it also again. he also challenges us right or at the beginning. He says, "Don't move past this point." No, that's true. Without that's like true. really, yeah. And Francis, I, I will take that literally. So <laughs> stop, stop doing that. Yeah, no lie. But uh, he he said he says the world currently hates us not because mm. we resemble Jesus, but because we don't. Yeah. And Ugh. and Ugh. and I mean that just cuts that slaps me across the face. Like whoa, wait a second. The world currently hates us not because we resemble Jesus, but because we don't. We are arrogant, and there is a serious dis- disconnect between our beliefs and our actions. Mm. and wow and that that just rocked my world yeah um how how why 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 is there a disconnect in my life why is there a disconnect in my in my church's life like (sighs) if if we're not if we're not if we're not putting into action what we are studying um you know hearing if we're not putting those things into action which if if love and and service and and acting obedient and into the steps of what the Holy Spirit's asking you to do. If we're not doing those things, then we're not going to be resembling Jesus that much Yeah. to the world, to the people around us, no well, matter que- where we are. The question is, I love how you just said that. Like if we're not doing those things, then, and I was going to like shout out, then what are we doing? Right. Because, <laughs> right. Because this, right. Because this is it. This is it. In yeah. fact, he, he actually, Chan says something about there is no plan B. Like, this is it. Like, we're supposed to be loving and caring for our brothers and sisters, regardless of whether we, we, we like them, whether they have a difference of opinion than us. And, and yep. yet, he, he, right? And so here we are. Here we are, the church. And, and I agree with you. There's elephant in the room issues that we, we refuse to deal with because we've politicized things, because we've, 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 you know, we think that they're too uncomfortable to talk about or whatever. But yet... Um, and I, and I said this this week in an interview that I, that I gave, um, that the world is crying out, right? Yeah. The world is crying out. There are people who are, um, who are being oppressed and the world is crying out and they're saying, where is the church? And, yeah. and, and right. And so, and we've been too busy being divisive over it. We've been too busy, um, you know, leaders maybe in the church is not stepping up saying we need to address this, you know, head on. Um, uh, maybe they're afraid that they're going to, they're going to lose people in, in, in their congregations or, you know, ministry people that are doing sort of bivocational ministry, even, um, you know, ministry outside of church, you know, maybe they kept their mouth closed a little bit because they're afraid of, of what that may cost them. But didn't Jesus say, right. Jesus said that it's going to cost us something Mm -hmm. and, and the world is crying out. And like in, in, you know, in a lot of respects, what we're doing is we're fighting. We're just fighting yeah. about stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause more division. Yeah. More division, more yeah. division. And, and, you know, I, 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 I've been thinking about this and so I don't know, let's just talk a little bit about, because this is, this is the really hard part for me. So like I, I, you know, you and I, when we get on the phone, we just, we're just pretty honest, brutally honest with each other. But I, um, you know, I have, I have, the Holy Spirit's been convicting me a lot lately of Greg, where, where have you, where's the line between your um, indignation about what's going on in, in the American church. And I'm going to keep saying the American church. Cause I'm, you know, that's what I'm the most familiar with. And 
I just think it, this is a, you know, an issue that we've got here, especially in the United States, but like, I've got this indignation about what's happening with the American church. And I'm talking church collectively, like us as the people, right? Yeah. Um, not one denomination or anything like that. And then, and so, uh, but there's truth to be said, right? There's mm-hmm. this, there's this like, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. I'm, I'm angry. And then it, it, it can devolve quickly. Even to me, it, it devolves very quickly. I recognize this about division. Like I start having division because I'm getting angry. Right. Yeah. So, so the question I've been asking is where do we draw the line between addressing the problems in contemporary American Christianity and the division that we are creating ourselves? Like, where is yeah. that line? Um, you know, that's, I, that's a tough question, dude. Yeah. Uh, it can, it can be. Um, and when you, when you said line mm. and I, I, first off, yay, Holy Spirit, um, mm-hmm. because yeah, because I I am I am not smart enough <laughs> for this. All right, I'm just not. I'm just going to be yeah. perfectly honest to the listeners. I am not that smart. Mm. Um, but as soon as you saw, said uh, where do you draw the line, my my I got this mental picture of of Jesus down in the dirt drawing the line, mm. and mm. you remember. Mm-hmm. you remember that happened in that story uh-huh. yeah he's writing he's writing with That's his finger good, in the sand mm. and they draw the line mm. and and they're ready to throw stones at this adulterous woman yeah and so and what's he say what's he say right there <laughs> wow he says he says you know throw who throw whoever has not sinned that's the first throw, stone throw cast the first stone yeah and so, yeah. so that immediately it was the absolute perfect answer at that moment in, in time, mm. because immediately then it comes to a self-reflection, yeah. self-examination that, uh, you know, we, we talk about a lot of times in first Corinthians 11, where we're getting ready to take communion and we need mm. to do this self-reflection and mm-hmm. a self-examination of our heart. And, and Psalm 139 talks about that, you know, of just, of just, you know, doing this examination and Jesus in a, in a moment's notice saves somebody's life by saying to the people, you know, examine your hearts here where, you know, where this is the line drawn right here. And yeah. you can step over this line. If, if you, you, you are uh, conscious, your conscious is clear and you're, you're, you have not, you're not in sin. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to start there, man. Yeah, I mean, so good. I think we have to start there mm-hmm. because that's that's where the heart of this is at. Um, that's if we're not if we're not willing to to do a self reflection and be like, okay, wait a second, where it, am I? Am I aligned with culture or or am I aligned with with the Word of God? Am I yeah. am I aligned with my uh, political tendencies and agendas or am I aligned with the kingdom agendas? Mm. Mm. You know, and, and there's a line, there is a line. Yeah, there is. Um, That's so good. Luke. Amen. Oh my God. God, God hasn't called us to be Republican, <laughs> so Democrat, good. independent. Yeah, he hasn't yeah, called yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah. called Preach us. It. He mm. has called us to be kingdom workers. Mm. Kingdom. Mm. We're a part of the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it doesn't matter if I, I agree fully with what that church is doing down, down, down the road. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're, they're my brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and and uh and there's got 
Mm. He, he drew the line. And like I said, I'm not smart enough to, to just, just come up with that. So thank you, Holy Spirit mm-hmm. for that. Amen. Um, so good. But that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. Like yeah. he, in that moment's in, instant, he was, he was so kind. Mm-hmm. His tenderness and his kindness won the day. Yeah. It won the day. It won mm. that moment. And nobody at that moment could have, could, could cast the stone. What, what, one by, what, what's the scripture says? The one by one they walk away. Yeah. Because they, they know, they know in their hearts have looked on, on a woman of lust or, or mm. they've done this or done that and mm-hmm. they can't cast that stone. And we have been in, mm. in, a, in our time, we have been so quick to cast the stone, man. We so are, quick. we are so quick to do that. Um, that, wow. Uh, yeah. Amen to that. Because I, I, that's true. When you're like, I've got this, this picture and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's I knew where you were headed with that. I was like, that's right there. Jesus did. He, he showed it. He even drew it in the, in the sand, you know, and in, in the dirt. And, um, and, and you're right. I mean, we, we quickly cast stones at other political parties or, um, you know, others that are doing things that we don't necessarily agree with theological or, or, or whatever. And, and there's a, there's a place to stand up for that. Right. I mean, there's a place yeah. to say that, that that's not, that's not biblical. That's not biblical teaching, right? There's a place, to, but, but, Amen. but doing it in a way that's, that's still loving, that's still truthful, but it's still loving and not, not hateful and not, you know, to destroy the other person, not to prove them wrong. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the things that we do. Um, Francis Chan says in, in his book, and, and I really love this. He says the gospel message is incomplete without the picture of the unified church. Mm. Um, and so, Amen. yeah, right. So we're talking about the good news of Jesus, but yet we want to throw stones at other churches or other denominations or, you know, each other within one congregation, because you don't happen to vote the same way that I vote or, or whatever else. Um, and, and so we, you know, he talks a whole lot about, and this is what's really stirred me lately is this idea that how in the world are we going to accomplish the mission, the gospel message, if we're not unified, um, it's not going to happen. Right. So. Absolutely not. Um, and I, I, I have, I have, I mean, I've said that for years now and not, not, mm. I'm not trying to put myself up or, or, you know, I just didn't write the book, I guess. And, and Ron, <laughs> Pastor Ron, he, he tells me that all the time. He's like, Luke, you're just as good as Francis Chan. You just haven't <laughs> written the book yet. <laughs> but, but Francis Chan is the, is somebody in my life that I like, he challenges me like no other yeah. author right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he, he just, he's, he speaks so much truth. Mm-hmm. and uh and it's and and really a lot of times he's just quoting scripture <laughs> right so well, that's it so, right? yeah. yeah yeah and uh yeah it just amen wow just laying it laying it out there uh yeah. well and, and speaking of that let me let me huh what what um what do you think what do you think is the connection that we see between sort of the loss of purpose and the loss of unity. Like when we have lost our purpose, do you think that, that we begin to lose our, our unity as well? You think that's a part of the issue? I mean, that's, that's, I think we're a goal oriented, uh, culture generation, Uh whatever, like you, you learn from early age to 
oh, let's, let's, what's your five year? What's your 10 year? What's your, mm. what, what, you know? And so, so you find these goals and then you, 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 uh, make the incremental steps to be able to, to reach, you know, baby steps, like one mm-hmm. of my favorite movies, you know, baby steps to do this, baby steps to do that. And so we, we have done that, you know, but it, in our, in our Christian lives and, and within the church, even, um, you know, we, 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 at least in our church anyway, we, we're, we're calling people to live, live their, their, their life is a Matthew 28 calling. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Right. That, that that is our mission. Mm-hmm. That is our mission everywhere. And and when we lose sight of that purpose, um, that I think that's when division and disunity comes, because because that is the that is like like he says there is no plan B. That that, right. that is that is our purpose in life. Uh, and whether you're a teacher, uh, a garbage collector, like. You could insert your occupation here at at this moment, whether you are that, um, it doesn't matter. Like you have a Matthew 28 calling on your life. Your purpose in life is Mm -hmm. to, to go to all parts of the world and, and making disciples. And that's, if, if you lose, if you lose that mindset, um, then I, I feel like, I feel, I feel like that's where, um, we start to drop the ball. We, yeah. we, you don't, you don't have that urgency any longer. Um, that that's a, that, oh, a good I, word. I, good word. I have to, I have to talk to this person right. about, about Christ. Like right. they're going to hell. Yeah. Like yeah. their, their eternity is not secure. Mm. Like when, when have we gotten to a place in our lives where that just doesn't matter anymore? Like we, we had almost rather hearing where they stand on abortion. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. which super important topic okay it is yeah um but what about what about um what about everybody else who's who's you know we're we're aborting their lives now right because we don't care right. about their their eternal destination Ew, like good. i i care i care about the unborn baby mm. and so you guys have already pegged me for a for a republican probably but I, I'm not. I'm just saying I care about the unborn child. But what yeah. about the people? What about the people that are alive that we're aborting their eternal destination because we're not willing to go because our, we've we've lost our mission. We lost what our purpose is in life. I don't know. I, no. I, might, I might be stepping on some toes now. No, but that no. <laughs> I, but when you and I talk, who cares? Right. I mean, that's what we that's what we do. I mean, but. I, I, you were so, so right. And, and again, I'm going to bear my soul to you just a little bit here. Um, I, you know, I, I actually wrote down last week in my, my journal, I was, I was sitting at my dining, at my table, my dining room table, and I was just sitting there working. It was, I don't know, it was a Tuesday or Wednesday. And, and I just, I, I reached over and I scribbled down on my, my notepad or my journal, whatever. And I, and I literally, I said, I think I've forgotten my purpose. That, that's what I, that's what I jotted down. And part of that, part of that was, was just, I've been wrestling with some work stuff. Um, but, but my purpose has always been so clear to me in my, in my, you know, uh, eight to five, you know, Monday through Friday kind of uh, job. Yeah. It's always been so clear to me that, that it's become, it's become a little more muddied over the last couple of weeks. And so 
I, I just, I started kind of feeling like, I think I've lost my purpose. And then I started thinking about ministry. I started thinking about podcasts. I started thinking about everything. And I was just like, I think, I think I've lost uh, my purpose. And, and, and it was interesting in that moment because then I started also realizing how um, angry I've started getting. Like I've, I'm finding myself a lot more uh, divisive, divisive with my family, uh, divisive with just people in general, because I'm just, I, I get, you know, I get pissed off because, um, you know, what, what is our society doing? What are we doing? Yeah. And right. And so I, I, I can see how a loss of purpose, I can see how a forgetting of purpose. And I say a loss of purpose. I meant, I really mean more forgetting my purpose, how yeah. that can lead to anger that can lead to, um, you know, screw it all. I'm, I'm kind of done with it all. I'm done with, with all of you. And then you preach the sermon and, and I'm listening to it. And I go to this, this book and I start reading it and that starts reminding me exactly what you're saying, mm. that th this isn't about ministry. This isn't about being a misfit minister. This isn't about being a, um, uh, you know, centric minister. This isn't about being a pastor or this isn't about, this isn't about that. This is about going to your original point. This is about the people that are crying out yeah. and right. And it's the people that are crying out that are being uh, put down in society. It's about the people that are crying out that are dying without Christ. Uh, this is about the people that are, that are crying out because they, they, they're, they're maybe uh, poor. Um, it's, it's about the people that are crying out and, and it's so easy to get caught up in our own stuff that, that we then start saying, you know, I think I've lost my purpose because in some respects, I just don't care any longer about the people. Yeah. And, and I'm just being real yeah. because th that's, that's what true. this is. Right. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. And so that, that for me, that connection between loss of purpose and loss of unity is so real to me. Now, I, I, I've, I would say the last couple of days, God has been just reviving some of that in me. It's one of the reasons I, I reached out and said, hey, man, you got some time for a phone call Sunday night that we can talk about <laughs> unity and division because, you know, God's been just doing this, this thing um, in, in me. And yeah, no, amen. Amen to it. But, but I, but I would just want to, I just want to say to you, you're exactly right. Like it is about the people that we love and that we serve. That's what we're doing this for. And uh, you know, even we even, you know, say the Matthew 28 mission, go and make disciples of all nations. We can just kind of blurt that out, go and make yeah. disciples of all nations. Right. It's a, it's a great mission statement. It, it's, <laughs> but we, but we got to remember that the disciples go make disciples of all nations are the people. Yeah. They're the people that this is why, this is why this is our purpose. Right. And, and, and so with that purpose that comes, then, then that, that love comes, I want to, I want to just read you something real quick. Um, Again, uh, Francis Chan wrote this, and I, and I love this. He says, the longer I was part of the church, however, the less focused I was on the mission. I spent more and more time with other Christians, and I had mm -hmm. fewer and fewer, uh, fewer unbelieving friends. We, re we rarely stirred one another to action as God had commanded. Our version of fellowship became going out for coffee and talking about our families. The more we neglect our mission, the less chance we have of seeing true unity. One common mission is supposed to lead us toward unity. Our mm -hmm. common mission is supposed to lead us toward unity. 
yeah. pretty powerful, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I really don't have a follow up on that one. That, yeah. <laughs> that kind of that kind of just says it all. Uh, I also I also honestly um, coming uh, the Church of Laodicea in Revelation mm. um, again, like we're talking about purpose. And what what drives us to that kind of purpose is 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 falling falling again in love with our first love, like like that that was the that was the rebuke to the church was you you've you've lost your first love right you know and 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 so it's for me it's 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 more and I I I have more Christian friends than I do unbelieving friends. Mm-hmm. I do. My circles are mostly Christian circles. And I, I've been having this conversation in the last three weeks is like, I, I have to, I have to be purposeful about um, enlarging my circles of influence because um, yes, I want to disciple the people that are, that are faithfully coming into our church, but what, what am I doing? What am I doing elsewhere? Like, right. right. Like, when I when I have lost my my first love and my intimacy with Christ, then then other areas start to falter. Other areas start to and then because I've lost sight of that first love and and that passion that that He longs because you know he, I, I, I Chan even talks about it, but it's one of my favorite passages in, in all of scriptures, the John fourteen. And mm. take it all the way to chapter sixteen of just being right. remaining in Christ, mm. and and He and me and 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 I and Him and and when we're not there, when we've lost our first love, we begin to lose our purpose. Yeah. And when we begin to lose our purpose, we begin to to act out and and uh, and and are hurtful and uh, not not kind any longer and and not reflecting the the, the fruits of the Spirit and. Because the spirit is is you know, Francis Chan makes some really strong claims in the introduction about do you even have and I don't even I don't want to get to that theological debate. Do you even have the spirit in you? Yeah. If you yeah. if you're not if you're not seeing what's going on around you, right? Uh, and that struck me because yeah. I was like, again, it brings it brings it right back to the line in the sand, dude. It's like okay, it's self it's self uh, examination time. Like, where is my heart? Am I am I aligned to Christ or am I aligned to the world? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and not it's not it's not until I get to straight you know uh, on Christ again, true north. It's not until I'm I'm true north where I can actually start down where my purpose and 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 you know going down that path again. Yeah. Until until my compass is pointing true north, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be living out that purpose any longer. I'm not. I'm gonna be bringing more disunity than unity, um, because mm. because I've lost that that intimacy and that love connection to my to my heavenly Father. I don't. Know. Yeah, that's that. That's the. Wow. That, I mean, it's just no. That's really profound because it's so true. It is true. I mean, we. It's it's so simplistic, dude. It's so yeah, simplistic, yeah, but yet yeah. we get in the way and we we convolute yeah. it and we muddy the waters. Yeah, and we we think it's you know this five steps to do this or that, but no, it's it's are you are you humbling yourself? Are you on your knees or wherever you on laying back on your um, on your couch, spending just a time, some moments? Are you in love 
with your heavenly father yeah. are you and yeah. and if if you aren't if you've lost that 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 first love yeah then it has to start there yeah and i i love that because yeah i have this against you you've forgotten your first love and 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 i love that because you know you've forgotten right and that's that's exactly i think you know where i've where i've been lately is i've i've and and this ha- this is not the first time this has happened by the way uh, in in my you know in my life where i i make it about something different than what it really is that that the mission that the mission that's going to bring about unity is is going to be people is going to be loving god and loving other people there there's there's nothing more than that and and because i love god so much and i want to let other people know uh about his love and i want to tell them about his love so they can experience his love and there was this you know there was this time that i was just so overwhelmed by that 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 was just the that was the thing that just sort of moved me forward and drove me forward and to your point that's exactly that's exactly right like it started because of an intimacy I had with Christ that I was like, I love you so much uh, that, you know, then he was saying, well, then go and share and tell people about me. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and, and I remembered that that was the thing, but you're absolutely right. When it becomes then about like you take Jesus out of the picture and you say, well, I'm going to go do this ministry for, for the sake of ministry. Right. And you, and you leave out the one, the one that you're, you're doing it for, and you're doing it with, um, then, then it just becomes really hollow. And I think, I think that's the point. Then, then, then you look around and you start going, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then you start getting mad and it just, it's a snowball effect. Right. And so, uh, I love that. I I love the idea that, you know, you have, um, kind of forgotten your first love. Uh, you said something while ago. And I just wanted to kind of follow up uh, about this. Um, what what is it that grieves you the most these days about? I don't know church about American Christianity about division about whatever. What what is it that you know you said earlier something about like I may even get choked up about this right now. What is it that when you think about you just you just get really choked up about like really grieves you. Oh gosh. That's a, I could, that, that if I'm, if I'm going top of mind awareness mm-hmm. um, at this moment, um, and I, I think I may have said it last, last week in my, in my message is uh, that prayer, that prayer uh, that we're all taught as, as kids, the Lord's prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a line in there that I don't, I don't, I don't, hopefully people remember it, but it's, um, let your will be done on earth as, as it is in heaven. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've never seen it in this light, man. Uh, and I, I probably will. I've probably <laughs> choked up and my wife's going to make fun of me. Oh, you're mm-hmm. always soft. You're going you're to cry. <laughs> but, uh, um, we have a loving relationship, everybody, <laughs> but, <laughs> But how how many times seriously, how many times though have we quoted the Lord's Prayer? Uh and we've we've said this, uh, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Um and that we're asking we're asking God to to 
bring bring just a, a, a little piece of heaven here on earth, right? That's yeah. that's what we're asking. Hmm. But in all reality, the the reality of heaven, Greg, is that there is no divisions. Yeah. Yeah. Right, oh, yeah. there is so, there yeah. is no mm. alienation. Mm. Mm-hmm. There is no more pain. We say that a lot. Oh, no mm-hmm. more pain, no more sorrow. Amen to that. But there is no longer any divisions. Mm-hmm. There's no longer any alienation. And oh, by the way, there's this amazing passage in Galatians that, that talks about there's there's neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Like Amen. Yeah. it's. Yeah. Yeah. There's no more of this. Yeah, yeah. The, the, these nasty divisions that are that are ripping apart families, ripping mm-hmm. apart churches, ripping apart our nation. Mm-hmm. Like when we pray, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are saying, Lord, we need we need the unity that is there. We need we need a little bit of that here. Mm. Would you Would you allow this the thin the thin space between heaven and earth? That thin space, would you allow some of that unity to come and fall and rest on us? Mm. Like mm. when I pray that prayer now, that's what I'm I'm gonna be like, that's my prayer. Yeah. And that's what grieves me right now is because we're we're so anti that. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're the antithesis of that. Mm. Like we're not we're we're fighting more than we're working together. We're <sighs> and and that's that's what grieves. That's what grieves mm. me. Is I want I want that I want no more divisions, no more alienation, no more, um, no more pain, no more sorrow. Yeah. I want I want heaven here on earth. <laughs> yeah, not too much to ask. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I mean, but that's that's what Jesus prayed for. So I don't think it is too much to ask. I don't I don't think it is right. I mean, I it's it's what grieves me is exactly the same thing that Jesus, his last prayer when he is getting ready to go to the cross to die for the entire Mm, human race, right? He's, he's about to do this for, for, for all of us. And his, his prayer, his last prayer is, is father, let them be one as you and I are one. Oh gosh. Yeah. Right. Let them be one as you and I are one. And he's not talking about just now. He's talking about for, for forever, for, for the future mm-hmm. so that the world will know. And like this is his prayer to his father. He, he could be praying, Father, you know, like save me. And, you know, I don't want to do this and take this all away. And I mean, he, you know, he had some of that. But his prayer was like was like that that they would be one. And then he goes to the cross and he dies and, and here we are, we turn around and, and what, do, what do we do as the church is that we're not one. We're not one yeah. within, within a, a particular body. We're not one uh, denomination to denomination. We're not yeah. one, right? I mean, it, it just, and, uh, and, then, and then we align ourselves politically with whatever party that we want to align with and we just buy whatever truth that they're wanting to sort of spew or whatever network is wanting to spew. And then it just creates more division. And then we just get more angry. And, and, you know, and so my grief is the fact that I'm like, Lord, like this was your final prayer to us. And this is what we're doing. Yeah. And, and I, 
you know this, Luke, I've said this before, like the unbelieving world, the people who say there is no Jesus, don't believe in church, don't believe in God. Like I expect division from that world. Yeah. But I do not expect this kind of animosity and, and, you know, and, and fighting and everything between the people that say we love Jesus Christ to love God and to love other people. Uh, because, yeah. Because you decided to vote for a different candidate that I did because you decided that that, you know, that one person says race relations in the country are awful and one person says, oh, no, they're just fine. And so we can't even talk to one another. And I think you said this earlier, even family members, we can't even have civil conversations like this. This is what Christ died for. Mm -hmm. And so I so I just have to. Yeah, go ahead. There's a quote from Brennan Manning and, and anybody that's like, it was like, it's my age, DC talk. Like it was a part of oh, one okay, of their yeah. songs. And, uh, and I, it, it, it also goes along really well with what Francis Chan was saying about the whole, you know, the world currently hates us, not because we resemble Jesus, but because we don't. And Brandon Manning simply, I mean, not simply, it's pretty eloquently put. It says the, the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians. Who the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Like if, if, yeah, dude, say that again. Hold on, say that again, please. The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. We, we, we are losing people because we're not unified. Yeah. We're, we are losing people because our life, our lives are not resembling Jesus. Mm. And, and when Jesus is, is bleeding and sweating tears or drops of blood and his, his cry to the fathers allow us to, to be one as they are one. And, and John, you know, 14 through 16 is talking about uh, us remaining and, and that being unified and, and one together with the Trinity and, and us. And, yeah. and that, that's how it's supposed to be. And we are, we're not living out that, the, that lifestyle. To the unbelieving world and they are they are sitting there watching we may not think that they're watching but they they are watching yeah absolutely and they're 100%. like 100 if that if that is what jesus looks like or if that's what what it means to be a i don't want anything to do with that yeah why would they want like, any of that why would they want anything yeah like that like, i um, wouldn't amen yeah exactly i wouldn't yeah um so i so, so I just kind of wanted to maybe talk about this last kind of this last thing, which, which is, I think, you know, I think you and I both agree. And, and first of all, just uh, praise God for God giving you that message. Um, I just want to say thank you again for being obedient to, to that message that you preached um, in, in your, in your congregation a couple of weeks ago, because it was really, really good, really powerful. Um, you know, I, I, I think we have to start, talking about like we 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 know that there's a problem we know that there's an issue um it's there 
And I, and I, I think you and I are talking about it tonight and, and not denying it. Uh, but we also have to take some kind of steps. We have to do something to start bringing some reconciliation, right? We can't just lament, uh, woe is me. It's all going downhill. It's never going to be, you know, right again. I mean, again, I think that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do is get us to a weak position where we just throw in the towel and say, there's nothing that can be done. You know, and I've, and I've heard some of my brothers and sisters and I understand what they're saying, but I, but I just don't necessarily agree. They're just like, come on, Jesus, will you please come back? Will you please hurry up and come back? Because, you know, it's just all falling apart and we just need you to come back to, to save this all. And, and I get that, but I always, again, going back to the idea of, yeah, but if he comes back now, there's just a whole lot of people that are not, um, you know, that are not going to be with him in eternity. What, what do you mm-hmm. think? Like, what do you think are some of the first things that we need, we need to do? Like you, Luke Pollock, Greg Wukash, we need to do to help lead. Cause, cause that's what we are. We're leaders to help lead sort of this reconciliation, bringing this reconciliation back. What, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I, I honestly think uh, we're, we're at a point where um, that we haven't listened uh, for so many years to to what's going on around us or and some people are probably like well that's not true I, I i think i listen too much but are 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 we really hearing Ooh, good. like like my wife will ask our kids to do things around the house you know you know they are a part of this house and we've asked them to do some chores around the house and and sometimes when we leave to to go to the grocery store or what have you to, you know something you're like hey can you can you guys do the dishes, before, you know, while we're gone? And so it's ready to go so we can cook in the, you know, get dinner ready when we get home in a clean kitchen or whatever. Uh, and if they are, if they are occupied by a device in their hands or, or uh, a gaming system or something other than actually hearing the words that are coming out of our mouths, mm. then they don't hear us. Mm, yeah. Like they, <laughs> we could ask them, did, did you hear what I said? Um, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I got you. And then we show back up and the dishes aren't done. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they heard something come out of our, our mouths, <laughs> but it didn't translate to the, you know, through the ears to the brain to, to action. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, right. no, we actually asked you to do something. Um, and so I think listening with ears that are actually hearing Greg, mm is is something that that needs we need to be practicing more of i don't know how like if we're if we're practicing listening and then uh and and practicing kindness like i think those two steps alone would go so far in in today's culture yeah like we we need to hear um the injustice we need to hear that and there's a time for lament mm-hmm. like that has to happen because mm-hmm. if good. it's not if it's good. not like i mean for for crying out loud there's a whole stinking book on it <laughs> that's you know true. yeah that's right like yeah. it's important to the heart of god mm-hmm. for it to be included in in our scripture yeah like lament is so important mm. but that that has to like something has to die in order for new life to come from it. Right. Yeah. And, and so, 
So we have to lament and so- be and, and go through that, that death experience in order for new life to come out. And I think if, if we're going to see new life, if we're going to see uh, life transformation, if we're going to see any of that kind of stuff, it has to come through humbling ourselves. Yeah, amen. Listening amen. To, to those around us and the cries mm. that we've neglected throughout the years and actually admit that we've neglected the cries. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's where the humbling yeah. comes in. Be because when you, that, when you begin right? to hear mm-hmm. you, you're going to, you're going to be humbled at that point. Yeah. Uh, because you're going to be ashamed that, that, uh, that you've let it go for this long. Yeah. And then act then in kindness and repentance. Mm-hmm. That's good. I, I think, I, I, I think that's the only recipe I know that's going to, uh, get a little bit of heaven here on earth. I got excited because of, of you saw me get, get heard me get excited because of that word humility. That's exactly what's been resonating with me. I think, again, I think Chan talks about it. Um, he actually has this, this quote, another quote. He says, all of us have an incomplete flawed knowledge of God without humility. We will never have unity. Mm. And Amen. I, yeah. And, and I, I totally agree with this idea of, of, of humility uh, it starts with humility of humbling myself. I'm not going to say anybody else. I'm not going to say the world. I'm not going to, because it's got to start because, with you. Yeah. It's got to start. That's, it's got to start with me. It's got to start yeah. with, with the lament of me and, and this, and to your point, intimacy with Christ and, and humility, you know, I, I make a decision to say, I'm going to, I, I want to humble myself and learn and be gentle in spirit. Um, but you know, I, I'm not. I, I'm not going to pretend at all that I'm some wise dude, some you know elder statesman or whatever. I mean, but I, but I will say, in, in 50 years of, of life, um, I am I am becoming more and more convinced every day. And this is not a. I don't think a throwing my hands up in the air and, and saying I'm giving up. But I'm becoming more and more convinced every day that there's only one thing I can actually do, and that's going to be pray. Mm. That's going to be prayer. Because yeah. the reality is, is that Christ is going to unify the world, not me, right? Yeah. And the problem with, with, with me has been is that I can humble myself, but then what I do is I say, I'm going to humble myself, but then I'm going to go out and try to solve, solve this. And the reality is, is that, and again, I'm not shirking responsibility. I'm not saying I'm going to sit in my chair and not do anything and not have conversations and not do that. But if I don't, if I don't start from a place of prayer by pleading with Father to say, Father, it's broken, and yeah. and and will you please bring some reconciliation? Will you please fix it? Will you please bring heaven to earth? Right? Yeah. Uh, will you show me how to be a part of that? If if I'm not doing that with 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 the Holy Spirit's uh, prompting and power, and I'm trying to do it in my own strength then I know that it is, it is going to fail. And I know mm. it's going to fail because that's what happens when I get caught in this idea that it's about ministry. It's about doing. Yeah. And it's not first of all about being with, with father and then allowing father to guide me into what he's asking me to do, to be obedient to what he's asking me to do. Right. And, and to your point, I, I want to be so like on fire and say, you know, let's go out and let's, 
you know, let's save the world. But the reality is it's not, it's not my call to save the world. That's, that's, that's God's it's already been done. <laughs> it's already been done. Right. He's already yeah. taken care of that. Right. Yeah. So um, I've been thinking about that lately is, is what I'm, what I've not been doing enough of is, hum- is humbling myself and saying, father, I need to start at a place uh, instead of starting on my feet, I need to start on my knees. Oh, and yeah. Amen. right. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's, that's what I'm really asking God to give me a lot more strength to do uh, lately is, is to, is to start from that, you know, from that place. So, and asking and asking the, the one question that is so important, I think mm. like is just asking for the, from the wisdom of heaven. Like, are you asking for, yeah. for God to, to give you wisdom in any certain situation? Like, that 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 wisdom that comes directly from the heart and mind of God, yeah, it's good. Changes things, yeah. You know, yeah. because because one, you're humbling yourself, mm-hmm. and and you're praying and you're lamenting and you're uh, you're sharing that with with Abba, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you're at a when you're posturing your heart towards that, and you just you just are simply asking for God to give you wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, we need that. Yeah, we need that wisdom from heaven to direct and to know what the next step is, to know how to love better, to know how to be even more kind and 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 act in the kindness of Christ. Uh, we need that. Mm. Um, and it, I, I go back to the whole thing. It was like I'm not that smart. Like, like I I know how to treat people kindly. But I can't, I can't fix an issue with just human wisdom. Yeah, that's no you way. Know? No way. I can't. Yeah. I can't. And so mm-hmm. I have to rely on the wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. And I, I, am I willing to ask for that? Because sometimes when we get those, like, then it becomes, okay, so I, I've given you a little bit of this. Are, are you going to actually now step out in obedience? Yeah, it's good, Luke. It's good. So, Yeah. Because you're right. There's the other side of it, right? God gives us a, shows it to us, shows us already in scripture, right? I mean, it's in scripture. He tells us, this is what I want you to do. And, 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 and really, I, I know I keep going back to this and you're going to laugh, but it's this, this go, it's this go, it's this go, it's this go, right? Mm-hmm. It's this go to the people, go to your yeah. family, go to your neighbor, go to the people in your community, go to those that are causing division in your church, go, and, and, and that, and we say, no, I think I'll stay right here. Yeah. And I think, I think I'll have them come to me. And that's not, that's not humility. That's not obedience. Um, it is, you know, it is to, to go to the people, to your point that are crying out uh, in the world that are saying, you know, where, where is this God? Where is this Jesus that I keep hearing about? Um, and, and I, you know, I just, I just want to thank you again, because you and I, we get an opportunity just to call sometimes and have these conversations. And, and, uh, and first of all, I, I've told you this before, I want to tell you again, never be afraid or ashamed or whatever of tears, because, because I think when you love so deeply, when you love father so deeply and you love other people so deeply, what's the reaction to that? When, when father loves people so deeply and we love father, then he gives us this love for people. And when we see uh, division, when we see people hurting and crying out and being oppressed, 
what is our reaction to that? Our reaction to that, first of all, is tears. Yeah. And, and, and I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I, I love starting from a place of being uh, sort of that holy discontent and then, and then saying, lead me Lord from, from, from that position forward. And you and I get an opportunity sometimes just to get on the phone and talk about these really, these really deep things. Um, and I, and I pray and hope and wish that there are other people that have somebody or have a group of friends that can yeah. really talk about these kinds of things. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's so, it's so important. Uh, mm. I mean, I was just talking with our youth pastor tonight. Mm. Um, and, and what COVID has done is, is done a great job of isolating us. Uh. Um, and to a point of making us, you know, crazy <laughs> in yeah. some, in some, in some cases. Yeah. And yeah, yeah absolutely. And just having having somebody whether, whether you're 1500 miles away from them or just, you know, a, a block over. Like we have to have somebody in our lives that we can just be honest with, mm. uh that we can speak truth with and and just love each other and be able to have open and honest conversations about yeah. things. Yeah. Uh that is so critical in our lives. And so um, so yeah, I, I, I thank God every day for you. And I, mm. I do, I do hope that on everybody, uh, that listens to this, they, they seek out somebody like that if they don't have it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and we are going to put this out there. And, and, uh, like I said, I just said, Hey, why don't we just call and talk and chat and talk about this idea of division and unity and, and, and have a real honest conversation about that tonight. And then we'll put it, we'll go ahead and put it out there on the, on the podcast and uh, uh, you know, see, see, see what people think about it. And, and yeah. hopefully the Holy spirit does, does something with it. And of course, here we are as always, Luke, here we are an hour and seven minutes. Uh, like we, it, it, we, we never ever cannot. And, and, and it always goes by so fast because I think you and I and are I just know. like, yeah. Cause we're just, yeah, it's just, God's just doing this, this thing. But since we are going to kind of put it out there for, for other people to listen to, would you, would you kind of lead us in a prayer tonight? Maybe pray over anybody who's, who's been listening and who's really saying, you know, this is like really um, gotten to me. And, and, you know, maybe they're thinking to themselves, I've been a source of division and I've gotten angry and I've forgotten my purpose. And, um, and uh, you know, or maybe even somebody who's saying right now, well, this isn't for me. I've listened to the whole thing, but you know, <laughs> I, this isn't for me. I'm not a source of, of division. And, and so anyway, we just, would you just pray for us tonight as, as we, mm. we leave here? Yeah. Holy spirit come. Mm. Father, um, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I, when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going in and my, go, my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is even on my tongue, you know it, Lord, completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Thank you, Father. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence, Lord? 
If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Yes. Yes. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting. Let it be so, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen.